When you have that motivation that's deep within, those tough days are it's just a moment in time and you know that you have the strength to get through it and push through and there are days ahead that are going to be way better. We have to find that best fit in terms of a culture of an organization for us and, and that might look different for different people. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of I Am Christina D'Archangelo. I'm so happy to be here today because I am here with one of my very close friends from years and years ago. We were babies with pacifiers in the pharmaceutical industry, Tracy Parker. Thank you, Tracy, for joining me today. I am so happy to be here with you. And I love the way you said that, babies with pacifiers, way, way back. We had no idea what in the world we were doing, and we found ourselves in this industry, and, and, and here we are today. It's so wonderful to, to get back together with you and, and chat. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so excited for you to be here because I literally have chills on my legs because, listen, we worked together back starting in 2005. I actually remember um, because that was when I went to the West Coast. And I started working for PDL Biopharma as their outsourcing person. And I started working with a company that you were working with or for, I should say. I, I don't mean mm -hmm. to sound like for, like it's that kind of behavior, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yes, um, I'm with you. I'm with you. It was a service provider company. And so that's how we met. It was the sponsor service provider role. Mm -hmm. And you know what? This is a true testament to the fact that even in working in a sponsor setting, like I was a sponsor, we were the boss, right? You know, we outsourced to service providers like your company that you worked for and all these others. We became friends because we yes. aren't like everybody else where we just get into, oh, well, you work for me and I'm the sponsor and let me beat my chest and tell you what you need to do. That's not how it worked. It was a true partnership and we became friends out of it as a result. And my God, here we are. It's 2022, man. It's been years. Wow. It has been years. And I love that we've maintained that connection. That's something that's really important to me um, in this industry. I really respect so many people that I have run into on both sides, those that are working with me on the CRO side and then those who are um, our customers. I love building those relationships. And that's one of the things that has allowed me to be successful, quite, quite frankly. Um, each of my moves within the industry have been in association with someone I know or some past experience that has led me um, to a new opportunity. So building those relationships has always been really important to me. And I'm so glad I did back in the early 2000s when we met. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we didn't know anything, right? We were just being people. We were just being humans. And sometimes in business, we forget to be ourselves, who we are as humans, right? Using our head and our heart when we do business. What, you know, in my opinion, and I don't know if you agree with this, and it's okay if you disagree, I don't care, you know what I mean? But, you know, in DRC style, um, my opinion is that we need to think about head and heart together when we do business. It's not just head. And in the pharma industry and how we kind of grew up in the trenches in the beginning, you know, we worked our way up the ladder. There's nothing was ever given to us. Um that's not what we were told. <laughs> right? It's 
not always what we saw, right? That's not what we saw around us. No, no. It was very interesting to see, you know, how our relationship evolved over, you know, the beginning when we first start working together to where we are today. And it's because we are those kinds of people that appreciate that human to human interaction with another person. And we know at the end of the day, you know, we might not talk every day because we don't, you and I don't talk every day, but (laughs) I know if I needed something, you know, and it was something that I knew you might know something about, Hey, Trace, Hey, I could hit you up and vice versa. If you needed something, you know, from me, I would respond to you because we're friends at the end of the day. It's not about the money. It's not about business. It's about Mm -hmm. friendship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. So a couple of things out there stand, uh, stand out to me. So I always talk about being empathetic, like really building those relationships, understanding what people's needs are, understanding where they're coming from with their perspective, which we might not agree all the time, but just being a good listener and thinking with both, like you said, you're not just your 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 head, but also with your heart. Um, that goes a long way in establishing relationships. So I think that's really important. And then um, yeah, the other thing too is I think about who we are as individuals and just how much we are um, kind of soaking in everything that we're experiencing too. I see that between us. So it, back in the day, we were learning. I remember that was a time when I was just beginning to understand uh, uh budgets and contracts and work, you know work orders and the difference between a work order and MSA. And I was. For me, I was thriving in an environment where I was working with someone who shared their knowledge, who always wanted to be there to support and answer questions. So I like that you are also feeling that way of if there's something going on and I feel like you might have the answer, I feel comfortable to be able to come come to you. And I love that we built relationships like that in the industry where we both can feel the same way and begin to learn and grow from each other. I think that's really important. It's 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 critical, right? And and where we are with our careers now, it's important for us to help establish and build cultures, right? It's it's in especially when you're working in a service provider and sponsor model like you are familiar with and I am too, you know, now I'm back on the service, I mean, I shouldn't say now I'm back on. I mean, my God, I've been back on the service provider side since 2010 with Armonia. <laughs> and uh, that seems like forever ago. And, you know, now Affinity Bio. So being on the CRO side of things, um, but learning on the sponsor side and the way that you work, you work so intrinsically embedded, if you will, in the sponsor side, because you have a commitment to your clients like you do. That's how you work. I love that about you because you can't tell at the table, if we're at a table, a round big table, and there's a bunch of players at the table from all different companies, the way that you work and the way that I work, you can't tell if we're on the sponsor side or the CRO side because we're intrinsic. You know, we're, we're meshed together like a quilt, you know, we thread ourselves Mm -hmm. together and that's an important skill. Not everybody has that trace. And so I want to make sure I recognize that about you because it's important. 
Yeah, and it goes both ways. It really does. Like, I always want to come to the table and be a partner and provide solutions and talk things through and make sure we're aligned on whatever process we're putting into place or however we're going to tackle that issue. I mean, there have certainly been some instances where as a service provider, my opinion maybe was not valued as much as I would have liked for it to be. But I didn't walk in the door accepting that. I still walked in the door and sat down at that table and I let my voice be heard because that is the right thing to do. Now, whether they listened or not is their choice. Um, But most often I have found that um, the customers that I've been able to engage with, when they see me and the team walk in with solutions and, you know, with with optimism, they typically listen. And that's what makes um, these partnerships work in our in our industry. Well, and, and in every industry, right, to be able to listen. Yeah. And, and as I lean in, I'd like to circle back to your earlier statement about empathy. Okay. You, you said that, and that's really important <laughs> to me too, um, is, you know, leading with empathy, you know, and really thinking about the other side. And so I wanted to bring that up too, because when you walk into that room with your team of people, and you obviously were prepared, you know, I don't know how much, I mean, in advance, like weeks in advance, when you have to show up to something, because that's how you are. You also show the client that other side to you, which is the empathetic side. So they know that when you're presenting something to them, and maybe they may have a difference in opinion, you, though, are coming from a place of empathy, right? Which goes back to the head and heart stuff we talked about earlier. If you're coming to them from a place of caring and from your heart, and you're explaining, yes, you're explaining the facts, black and white. This is clinical research, folks. We're not, you know, we're not baking truffles or I don't think you bake truffles, but you know, we're not making truffles. <laughs> we're not baking banana bread. We, we, you know, we're running clinical studies and the people's lives are at stake, you know, safety, efficacy, endpoints, all this stuff. And it's, it's, it's a lot of stress, right? And it's a lot of rigor mm-hmm. we go through. So I think it's important though, to talk about this because this is probably not something that you get to talk about often in podcasts when we're in the pharma space, because everybody wants to talk about their SME, subject matter expert value they bring in the table. And in CD style, yes, we could sit here, you and I could sit here until the cows come home and talk about endpoints and data management and, and, you know, tables, listings, figures, and SAP and all this stuff. But my viewers don't care about that or listeners, maybe some do, but you know, I would rather talk about the people, the humans, yeah. because I've come across yeah. so many wonderful humans in my career, just like you have, and you're one of those people. And so that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about that stuff because that's the soft side of what we do. Yep. And that feeds into, yeah. in my opinion, the formulation for success. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does. It really does. I um, I recently posted about, so if I kind of uh, translate what you just mentioned at that topic into like a leadership role, one of the things I recently shared was how when I first started in the industry, I was working for a very large uh, organization and the CEO of that organization couldn't take the time to meet with 10,000 people, of course. Um, so he offered an opportunity for folks to come in 
to schedule time, 15 minutes to come in and share. What are your thoughts? What are you feeling? How do you think we're doing? What do you think about the company? Do you have a question? And I, I, I didn't go and meet. I did not feel important enough. I didn't mm. have a question that I thought was important enough in that moment. Now, I really value the idea of that, though. And as a leader, I always want to leave the door open for the team to feel comfortable. I want to build that relationship, make sure they feel comfortable to come and ask me even the hardest of questions. I want you to feel comfortable to come have a chat, share your thoughts with me on what, how we can be different as an organization or how I can be different as a leader. That's really critical to the success of leadership. But the other thing that comes to mind too with what you were just mentioning is I don't have to necessarily speak uh, to our customers so much about empathy and the relationship building as much as maybe I have to have that conversation internally with the team. And here's what I mean by that. We have we have some customers who want what they want. I want it tomorrow. I'm just asking you for it today, but I want it tomorrow by noon. Mm-hmm. I may not be able to deliver it tomorrow at noon. So what I want the team to be able to do is empathize with that customer who's asking for what they're asking for. So clarify, let me make sure I understand what it is that you need, right? What, can I give you this instead of that? Like offer some alternatives, have, like be comfortable in your skin to have the conversation. Um, and and think, let me try to understand a little bit more why they're needing or asking me for what mm-hmm. they're asking for. Maybe they have a board meeting. Mm-hmm. That's important. Or if they're asking just because, well, I just want to know the answer, then maybe it's not tomorrow. Maybe right. giving it to them on Friday may be acceptable. But feeling mm-hmm. comfortable to be able to have those conversations both internally and with our customers mm-hmm. will go a long way to continue to build up those relationships. I agree. And listening to them, right? So sometimes we get caught up in emotional things, responses, right? So say this client, this is a great point. Like say this client comes to you and says, okay, I need a full data set um, for group A in this protocol by BUP and group B, group C, group D, group B, FG. There's a whole bunch of them. Say there's like a bunch of different arms in this trial. It's a monster, right? It's like, imagine an octopus with a bunch of arms. That's how the study's designed, right? And your team is like, oh my God. So of course they're going to get upset, right? Because they're thinking, how the world am I going to be able to get this to these guys, you know, and the way that they want it by tomorrow when I have all this work and they start to get emotional a little bit in their thought process, then they stop listening, right? Because once they get emotional, then it's like, oh, I can't, oh, what? and they start panicking, right? Almost hyperventilating in their minds, you know, and that's okay. It's okay. But stop and pull yourself back. And like you mm-hmm. said, listen. Okay. So that's, and you brought up a good point, repeating back to the person who's asking for whatever deliverable. Okay. So let me, let me get back to you. I think I heard you say, I think I heard you say, I think not, I heard you say, because now you're being aggressive and then people are going to be mm-hmm. upset, even though you weren't being aggressive in their minds, because they need this deliverable and they know it's a tight one. They're going to think yeah. you're being aggressive. So you always start with the, I think I heard you say, Papa, mm-hmm. and wait for them to respond. Go from and, there. Yep. You know, don't get emotional about this. 
it's it's going to be okay. And with with a team like yours that you run, you know, your shop, they they could come into you, knock on the door and say, "Hey Trace, this, you know, A AYZ client over here needs blah 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 blah." blah. And I've got to take Johnny home from baseball practice and I've got to do this and I've got to pick up dry cleaning and blah 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 blah. blah. And I don't know how they could come in because <laughs> it's a it's a fact of life, right? When you're managing, you're also managing the environment that your team is in as well. And also external environment factors, right? You know? Yep. That's something we forget about in management. Right. But when you're leading with empathy, right, then you, you tend to get that right. When you're thinking about, okay, well, how can I help? Let me take into consideration all these other factors that are driving this request or Sally's inability to feel successful in in being able to deliver because she's got all this other stuff going on. So as a leader, it's my responsibility to really help guide and support and nurture folks through those challenges and be able to, okay, well, hold on, here's what we can do. Or let me take this piece or Mm -hmm. get such and so to do this other piece. But that's really key to me. I am a very hands-on leader Mm -hmm. and I so appreciate that I am in an environment right now where that is respected and appreciated. And I don't feel like I have to just go and always be in meetings with the C-suite leaders uh, talking about, you know, things that may or may not directly impact the team. I love that I am able to sit in at both those meetings, but also be there for direct support for the departments that I am providing leadership for. That's what makes the role really exciting for me that I'm able to play that um, that role in, in those ways. That's so awesome. And it's, it's awesome that, you know, you've got to a point in your career where you get to play in a space that you like to be in every day, because listen, we both took, you know, we took a lot of different job opportunities throughout our career to build ourselves up to where we are today. You know, our toolbox, we keep throwing the tools in there, keep learning, 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 learning. That's how we are. Um, but now we're in a place in our careers where we have more of a choice and more of a say as to what we do every day. And I think that that's really important to recognize that you're in a position and you're in a space that you feel valued and appreciated from seas down and back up from your team up from the bottom all the way up because you're the type of person trace that when you see the janitor you know dusting something you're going to stop by and say hey how's it going charlie are you having a good day because that's how you are and that's important, you know, to recognize that because not everybody remembers where they came from. Oh, my goodness. And I, I think about where I came from. I, I, I think about the very, you know, walking in the door, my first interview in clinical research, having no idea what this industry even was and just... Mm-hmm. What I thought success looked like back then as a 22-year-old, you know, 21-year-old, 22-year-old graduate is very different from where I am now. Mm -hmm. I've exceeded my expectations in so many ways. I never... I didn't imagine this role for me. I didn't imagine I would be now 22 years in the industry, but it's been a phenomenal ride. And a lot of that has come again with building relationships and hard work Mm -hmm. and 
you know, sacrifices. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially, you know, there were some times, I mean, you, you put in the work in this industry to get it to, to get um, to where you want to be or to, you know, to be successful. It is not for the faint of heart, um, for sure, especially <laughs> on the services side, especially on the services side. But that, you know, there are so many opportunities out there right now, though, Christina, within the industry. And I am really happy to be someplace where I do feel value. That's more important to me. Like I could go make money someplace else. I could go make another however many thousands of dollars someplace else. I could go get another title someplace else. But these guys have figured me out and I'm in I'm I'm comfortable. I am in a good place. I feel supported and valued and I have a seat at the table to to provide input and affect change. Those are the drivers for me um, in terms of my success and what I want. Um, and so I, I'm definitely in a really good place. I love that. And it makes me happy that you're so happy and you're so much at peace. Although, you know, it's not peaceful. Let, let me be clear in this space and <laughs> in this industry it is not a peaceful place, oh, but because yeah. we have timelines and deliverables, patents that will run out all kinds of things that we're always Resourcing up against challenges. I mean, we're running out. Of, we're running out of primates for animal testing because of COVID from you know the past couple of years. So now we have to animal test in different yeah. manners. Now we can't use the. There's a lot of uh, pivoting that goes on in our industry, but the fact that you every day do a job that you like, you work with pe people that are your people, they're your culture, they're your crew, so to speak. I think is one of the best things that you could ever get as a, you know, as a human, like that's the thing, yes. you know? And it so really is. it makes it worth it. Yeah, it does. It does. And so, you know, some days are easier than others. Um, you know, yesterday was a difficult day in, in terms of work activities and changes and announcements and things that were going on. But we got to start over today and I got to come hang out with you, which is kind of awesome. And, you know, you just kind you keep it going when you have that motivation that's deep within those tough days or it's just a moment in time and you know that you have the strength to get through it and push through and there are days ahead that are going to be way better so you That's just right. keep pushing along yeah. it makes it easy to do that when you're in an environment where you feel worthy and <laughs> and accepted and appreciated uh, you know there are some companies i've been to before that i didn't even feel feel as though i was seen much less heard, heard. Mm -hmm. so you gotta, <laughs> you gotta find yes exactly so for each of us we have to find that best fit in terms of a culture of an organization for us. And, and that might look different for different people. But for me, I, I, I am, I'm in a really good place. And I know that you are too, and you're doing such phenomenal things. And I'm just so excited you. to continue to watch you and your progress. And Thank it's, you. it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. And you never know, we might work together on, an, on a project in the near future because you never know what happens. You know what I mean? I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. Right. It's a big industry, but paths cross a lot. Right? Uh, we do. We're, you know, like, that's the thing. You know, the back door is always open. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, 
That is so true. That is so true. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciated having you on the show. Um, thank you for sharing your pearls, no pun intended, of wisdom today with everybody. I really appreciated you being so vulnerable with me and sharing all this information today with all of our viewers and listeners. Thank you so much, Tracy. That's been awesome. Thank you. Nice to see you. It was freaking awesome seeing you too. <laughs> We have to do this again sometime, for real. Please, please, let's. I love it. I love it. For sure. You never know when I'm going to come down to North Carolina anyway. So, <laughs> you know, it's been a little while. Um, it has. It has. But thank you so much. And with that, as we every day and every time we close our, our episodes here, remember, we are the same. I am Christina D'Arcangelo. Thank you. Thank you.